0: Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is living in God's light. And now here's your shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo.
1: Welcome Today. I want to talk about imagination and why it can be very dangerous. I need to lay a little groundwork for you, so let me begin. There are basically two places that the soul of man can be close to or be in. The place that most of us are in and that you have known all your life is the imagination, to be lost in the imagination. Thinking about what to do and where you're going to go and what happened and what she said and what he said and imagining having all kinds of fantasies of romance or revenge and planning and scheming. and That's where most of us dwell most of the time. There is another place, another place. There is a beautiful phrase in the Bible, and it's called to be in the bosom of God. Well, that's the other place that you can be. In order to get there, you have to begin your journey there. And the journey begins when you realize that you're lost in your imagination. And when you begin to see that the thoughts that come to you from your imagination are tricky and often wrong, when you see that, then it means that you're actually closer to the bosom of God. You see, God sends his light. He sends his light for all of us to to live in. In the universe, there is light everywhere, traveling. But it doesn't become seeable until it strikes something, until it touches something. When you look out into the universe, it's dark. But when the light strikes your eye, or when it shines upon a rose or upon anything, and then, immediately, you see light. The universe is also filled with God's spiritual light. Beautiful phrase in the Bible, to be in the bosom of God. It's very apt, because you see God's light is everywhere. His spiritual light is everywhere. And you live and move and have your being in his light. But God gave us free will, so that we may ignore his light. Now, how do we do that? First of all, and mainly, it's because we we want to play God. See, if you're in God's light and you are receptive of his light, then you realize your own nothingness. I don't know if it's ever happened to you that you had a moment where I'm trying to think of some examples, maybe you had a close call. You had a close call, danger, and it passed, and all of a sudden you feel very, very humble, very grateful. Or perhaps you had harsh words for someone, your beloved partner or your child, you had harsh words, and afterwards you are stricken by conscience. You realize that you were totally out of order, and you feel very small and very, very nothing. You realize your own nothingness, but if you don't resent realizing it, if you just realize it, then that's the truth. But where most of us spend our time, we spend it in the imagination. There you can play God, judging other people and hating them, planning revenge upon them and fantasizing about them and thinking about the past and what people said and resenting them and having grudges against them and bitterness. You see, you've got to get out of your imagination because you can't find God in your imagination. In fact, imagination blocks finding God. You must observe imagination in God's light. And when you do, you know what happens. A a very wonderful thing happens. The false images break down. In God's light, they just fall apart. And then all of a sudden, there you are, back in the present moment again in God's light. I'm a man with a microphone, so people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. All that would do is cramp my style, and besides, I want to set you free. I want to set you free, not tie you down with more church, more doctrines, more obligations, more labels. People say, I'm a this, or I'm a that, or I'm a that, or I'm a this. All it does is divide you up from the commonality, the brotherhood and sisterhood of humankind. That's all it does. I don't need any labels. I'm just a person, and I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. Now I said the universe is filled with God's light. All you must do is access that light, love that light, respond to that light. Look, the plant, let's say a rose. The rose loves the sun, and the rose puts up its leaves so that it might be touched by the light from the sun. And the plant lives and thrives in God's light. And how about you, O ye of little faith? How do you live and thrive if you're separate from your Creator's light? You must find his light, and it's easy. You don't have to go to a monastery. You don't have to go to a mountain in Tibet. You don't have to go out into the wilderness. You can sit quietly in your chair. If you're at home now, you may close your eyes and look at the inside of your eyelids. And you will note there are little pixels of light, very tiny little pixels of light, a little glow of light, sparkles of light. See them? Do you see? That's God's light. It's always been there, but you fell away from it. You must now learn to meditate properly, to sit quietly in the morning, and again at noon if you can, and in the evening, even just for a few minutes, and watch those little pixels of light. You notice what happens when you look at those little pixels? Look at them. If you're sitting at home or in your office, quietly in a chair, you can close your eyes. When you look at those little pixels of light, your imagination is gone, the images are gone, and you're in the present in God's light. It's very beautiful. And then, when you open your eyes and stretch and go about your business, whatever you do, as a mom or a dad, as a worker, as a manager, as a whatever you are, a student, as you go about your life, you have a little, a little something. With you that came into you from God's light. Just as the plant absorbs God's light, so does your soul. And you're better, better for it. You're a better person for it. And that light is perfectly capable of restoring you to your original purpose and guiding you on to the most wonderful things, the most wonderful adventures and realizations and understanding and spiritual truths beyond your wildest dreams. But it must begin very small. must begin very, very small and very quiet. There must be no pride in it. There must be no hand of man, no rituals, no chanting, no drum beats, no images. Just... Watching those little pixels and realizing that of yourself you can do nothing. In your whole life you've been meddling, meddling in other people's lives and trying to change them and resenting them when they didn't bow to your will and wanting something from them and using them selfishly. You've been very selfish, a very, very selfish person. See that now. Don't resent seeing it. Don't resent the light that shows it to you and just see it and be... Be humbled by that realization. And then your new life begins, a life in God's light. See, but here's the thing. Just hearing about religion, hearing about God, hearing about Jesus, is not enough. You have to experience Him in your innermost being. And what's blocking you right now from experiencing Him is undoubtedly resentment and being lost in your thoughts, lost in your daydreams and lost in your worries and doubts and fears. And so you have to learn how to stand back from those so you can get clear of them, okay? It's like being under the ocean coming up to the surface and there's the blue sky and the puffy clouds and you take a deep breath of fresh air. That's what you need to do to come out of those daydreams that become nightmares. Rise above them and then find reality. The blue sky and the puffy clouds and where the birds are singing. And that's why I've made a little meditation too. I've made a little meditation that has been very, very helpful to some people. It's been very helpful to me. And I think it could be just what what you need if you really and truly want to get better, okay, and find out the purpose for your existence and find out just where you've been going wrong and what's been blocking you from finding all the good things that life can hold. So it's very simple. Do you want to imagine yourself to be a great person and to play God? Well, if you do, then you have to delve into your imagination. Do you want to resent other people and blame them and have grudges against them and have something against them and not forgive them? Do you want to hang on to your hate? Do you want to hang on to your anger, to your resentment, to your judgment? in order to play God. See, God is both king and judge. And so you play God when you want people to admire you and worship you and respect you. And you play God when you judge other people and condemn them. Judgment is mine, saith the Lord. You cannot judge. You you can't judge another person. So you don't know. First of all, you don't know the whole circumstances. So your judgments are wrong. But not only that, but your judgments serve pride, your pride. You add a little pinch of resentment, and you have contempt for other people, or look down upon them, or feel yourself better than them, or hate them. That's right. Judgment is mine, saith the Lord. So you mustn't judge other people. Nor can you save other people, nor can you forgive other people. That's right, you can't forgive them. God forgives what can you do? You can drop your grudges against them. Drop your judgment. Drop your resentment. Let it go. And then just see them with clear eyes. Just see that they're a person. Saul, so, just like you, a person. And don't hate them. Don't judge them. See? And realize that you can't forgive them either. God forgives. That's another way of playing God. Just watch. That's all. Just observe, people, and watch, and that's all. That's about all you can do. There's not much more you can do. Do your duty. Do your, go about your work properly. Don't resent other people. See, now you're fixated to other people. You're fixated them, to that to them and their their expression on their face and their and their body parts, and their words, and their everything about them. You're fixated to them, mostly with either lust or resentment. hate judging them. That's right. That must go. Just let it go. And then you can be a simple person and go about your life. Like I've always said, I've said this so many times, as if you were a tourist in life. You know, when you go to another country and you're a tourist, you just walk around and marvel at all the things that you see and wonder about them. You must go through life like that, instead of judging people and hating them and using them and lusting after them. Just just observe, like a child, like when you were a little child sitting in the back seat and mommy and daddy were driving somewhere and you just sat there and looked out the window and you saw trees and houses and people and bicycles and, and buildings and clouds and you just watched all of these things that's how you must begin to live properly like a little child again christ said unless you become like a little child you cannot enter into the kingdom of god so let go of your judgments would you please and your hatreds and just be a simple person and go about your business and get the little meditation that i have i have a free one you can use to begin to refine God's spiritual light. It begins the moment you sit down in your chair at home and close your eyes and look at the little pixels of light.
0: Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. Welcome back to Shedding Shackles. Shedding Shackles is supported by contributions from listeners like you. To view our many free resources and make a contribution, visit SheddingShackles.com.
1: My name is Roland and the program is called Shedding Shackles. So, you may say, well, what's the proper use of imagination? God gave us an imagination, you know. I will tell you what it is. It's not what you've been using it for, to escape into. See, the other thing is, although you have uh, ignored God in his light, see, that's why you don't have wisdom. If you walked in God's light, and you observed things in his light, Then you would, you would understand. You would have understanding. Have you ever had when maybe when you were a little child? Did you happen to have a grandma or grandpa who was good, or an older person, an aunt or something who was good? Maybe there was one in your family. One person who had patience and calmness and understanding. Maybe when you were a little child, you remember. And when you were playing, they just sat there and watched you. They watched you with a twinkle in their eye. They didn't try to pressure you and change you and do anything to you and force you to study. They didn't try to do anything. They just watched you with patience. And sometimes you had a little issue. Instead of getting angry, they just looked at you with understanding. It was so beautiful. Well, that's what you need. You need that understanding. You need it for other people, for your partner, for your kids, for your neighbors and colleagues. You need understanding. You don't need to hate them or judge them or feel guilty for hating them. Just watch them with understanding. And then you need understanding for yourself. That's right. You hated yourself, too. You've turned your hatred upon yourself. You need understanding. Where does it come from? It comes from God. It comes from standing in His light and walking in His light and understanding things in His light. So that's what you need, is understanding. But I want to complete the little thought, the proper use of imagination. I'll tell you in a nutshell what it is by giving you a little example. Albert Einstein, when he was young, when he was a young man, or when he was a little boy, when he was a teen and a young man, he realized things by way of intuition. He said that intuition is the most important thing. And intuition is wordless. It's what you know in your heart. You just see. It's intuition in God's light. Your soul sees in God's light. It's it's similar to the aha moment or the eureka moment. You just realize and see and get it. Oh, I get it. It's intuition. It's from God. That's what the soul has. It's very beautiful, and that's where wisdom comes from—an understanding, and the insights. So Albert Einstein didn't think up things that he came up with. He realized them in God's light. It was intuition. And then he put them into words, and then he put some math to them. And when he realized something, he also then sometimes did a little thought experiment. That's where he used his imagination. He imagined a man in an elevator, in free fall, in an elevator, or he imagined himself riding along with a light beam, you see? So there he used his imagination, but it came after the realization. After the under, after the intuition, first intuition, then the proper use of imagination. Do you get it? All right. So intuition first, last, and always. Intuition. And then everything else. Your words, your imagination, your movements, everything. Your breathing. Everything will express the good that comes from being close to God's light, your whole life will change for the better, and everything you do will have love in it. Your words, your thoughts, so now, after a lifetime of sinking into the imagination to escape, oh, that's what I wanted to say. see, even though you've been escaped trying to escape from God's light, you knew it was there because it was there like conscience or like anxiety, a sense that you had done something wrong or weren't living properly, but you didn't want to realize and see. So, you escaped? Where did you escape into your imagination? You improperly used your imagination to hide in now, do you get it? The imagination is where you hide from God. It's like Adam hiding in the hiding in the foliage, trying to hide from God. You see so. Quietly admit in your heart things to God. He knows anyway, and he's always forgiven you. He's just waiting for you to see, that's all, and be sorry for what you've done wrong, but mostly hating other people and judging them and being selfish. And just see that, and, and then life begins anew in God's light. This time as a friend of God, not trying to escape from the light, but loving the light, like the rose lifts up its leaves to receive the warmth and light from the sun that's the way you must be so find god's light it begins with practicing the little proper meditation and it's free i just published a new book it's called a walk on the spiritual side. Many people wish to have peace of mind, a sense of spiritual purpose in life, and above all, a right relationship with others, especially their loved ones. The secret way to the fount of understanding is there to be found by the sincere seeker, hidden in plain sight. The key to wisdom, love, and all the good things in life is found within. When you find this pearl of great price, you will begin a new life of purpose and joy. I'm reading from the back page of my new book called A Walk on the Spiritual Side. You can preview it free at Amazon.com or SheddingShackles.com. But there's another way of living, responding to what you know in your heart. And then, whatever action or word you speak or do flows from, is an extension of your response to what you know in your heart, which is a far cry from what most of us do most of the time, or all of the time, which is reacting to the outside. So, may I recommend that you get the little meditation that will teach you how to become still and get a little separation from those thoughts that now pull you into them and those emotions that pull you into them. When you stand back, you're free to realize. You're free to understand, and you're free to be patient. But when you're lost in your emotions and your thoughts, you're not free. You are compulsive and you move with impatience or anger or resentment, stand back and you will discover a whole new way of living. And you will also discover something else, not because I say so, but because that's the way it will be. You'll discover God's gracious forgiveness and his kindness and life becomes sweet. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, I'll see you then. Bye-bye.
0: You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you.